Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. And Matt, uh, I don't know if you saw this one last week, but uh, Bucky Brooks put out his top five draft prospects by position. Mm, okay, I fun. thought we'd go, go over that today with the uh, combine getting ready to kick off. Well, basically next week at this time. We'll be there. as you know, We will week. be on the air a week from today, live every day for Tuesday through Friday. Uh, we have shows from 10 until 4 p.m., live on Steelers Nation Radio from the Combine in Indianapolis. And so let's take a look at Bucky's uh, top five guys at each position. Well, I would do that if the – where the heck did it go here? It was on here, and now it's gone. I hate – you know, the, the NFL website – found it. It's, it's the worst website in the world. It's awful. <laughs> I scrolled awful. all the way down. You find draft, and then there's four things across the bottom, and then I had to go to the right, and I just found. <laughs> it. I it was on there I've looked at this. I I did a little search. I'm like, oh, that's there. It is, and then it's not there. Um, right. Let me see here, Bucky. Bucky, where you at, Bucky? There it is. Okay, so Bucky's list is a little different. His usually is a little bit different. He he walks mm-hmm. to his own uh, beat on some. No, he does. He doesn't just follow the the crowd. So a quarterback. He's got C.J. Stroud, number one, over Bryce Young. I he's that. got Bryce Young, number two. Okay. He's got Hendon Hooker, number three, and then followed by Will Levis and Tanner McKee. So he doesn't have Richardson in his top five, and he's down on Levis, obviously. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's more – is he more high on Hendon Hooker? Possibly. His big knocks are blew out his ACL – and he's old and he's his one year basically of production. Hooker. Yeah. But if you're Seattle or Detroit and you have two first round picks and you can get two quality players there and then Hooker in the second and just redshirt him behind Goffer Gino for a year, do you really care that he's that old? You know? Yeah, right. I mean, you just started at your starting quarterback this past season was basically at what, 33 years old? In his first full full season as a starter in ten years, right? Like it doesn't bother me that Kenny Pickett came in the year, you know, a year older than most. That quarterback's going to play a decade regardless. He wants to, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's just a, doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Now for Hooker, the the pro the, the ACL tear was suffered in November. Yeah, I know. So he probably isn't. Re- he's probably going to miss your entire off season. I would imagine, which I, hurts. You count on him at all for his rookie year. Yeah, but that hurts his. Potentially hurts his development. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, the, the chances of him being ready without being able to do anything. I like, mean, does he even play in the preseason this year? I, I don't know. Probably not. So, he's a total red shirt. Yeah, which means, you know, ne- you're going into next year. Again, if you take him in the let's – say, let's say to, in your example, you take him in the second round. Mm-hmm. Well, now you've burned the first year. Yeah. Year two is essentially his rookie year. Yeah. And then you got him for two more years after that. That's mm-hmm. the problem. That's why I brought up Seattle and Detroit. Like the train's still rolling forward. You're in better, you know, you're making progress as an organization. You're happy enough with your quarterback. Just go from there. Yeah. Uh, at running back, he has Bajon Robinson, number one. No surprise there. Jameer Gibbs, two. Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, three. Devin Arcane out of Texas A&M, four, and Dwayne McBride out of UAB, five. And this doesn't apply to the Steelers all that much, but this is a really good running back class. The more homework I've done on it, there's 10 to 12 potential starters. Yeah, 
No, that's a good. It's 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 very much like the 2017 draft. Yeah, is that the Connor year? Is that McCaffrey? that was a Connor year? That's when you know McCaffrey went in the first round. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. there were guys. There, there were actual first round running backs who you know Bijan Robinson could go if if somebody took Bijan Robinson third overall, which isn't going to happen. Right. That's where talent wise, that's where he would deserve to go. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that team would get team would get ripped for it. Well, you can't take a running back that high. Well, then he goes out and wins rookie of the year and and, and nobody, you know, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your point last segment too. you franchise tag him at 12 million a couple of years from now. It's not like you invested that much cap space in the running back. You know, right. the, The conversation is, well, you could have had a tackle there or a corner or whatever, you know, it's what you gave up to take them, not that is the player not worth it. And well, let's put it this way, Matt. So McCaffrey was a 10, was a top 10 draft pick. Right. The Panthers got four good years. Is it four? Not four good. He got banged up a little bit, but they when he, him. when he played, he was worth that, that draft pick. Then they traded him for a whole bunch of draft picks. Yeah, good point. So they've and got value out of out of out of Christian McCaffrey on the field and in terms of what they now have in their pocket because of the deal. And I'm almost certain that he's the highest paid running back in the league, and he's only making like 13 million a year. It's not that crazy, I mean, right? It's nothing. Niners are not happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> At so wide receiver, real quick on Bijan, like yeah. I know you and I are going to do like our top. 100 list, you know, like, like DJ does, but if someone had him third, I would totally understand. I mean, he's a better football player than any of these quarterbacks. Oh yeah. He's going to step right in and day one and be a starter. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna be a first round fantasy pick next year. Right. He'll be, will he be the number one pick in dynasty? How about this Dale? He's already, and we don't even know what team he's on. He's already the most valuable dynasty running back. <laughs> like if you t- everyone would trade Jonathan Taylor straight up for Bijan. Yeah, because he's a junior. He's coming out right. as a junior. He's 21 years old. You're going to get right. six or seven or eight good years out of the guy. Yeah. Like, like in dynasty, a handful of receivers go ahead of him. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, because they're young and they're built forever. But he's like the fifth pick in the draft. And we don't even know what team he's going to be on. <laughs> At wide receiver. And this, you see a lot of, uh, of variance with this yeah, position. Horn on my top five here. Yeah. So he's got Jackson Smith and Jigba, number one. Mm-hmm. Two is Zay Flowers. Three is Quentin Johnston. Four, Jordan Addison. Five, Jalen Hyatt. I'm not picking on him because he left Pitt. He was better two years ago at Pitt than he was at USC. He also had, a, I think, a better quarterback, which didn't hurt. But I mean, they're I mean, two first round quarterbacks. Yeah. The duty play was supposed to be a stud, too. That's and, great. But, you know, uh, I, I just think he was he was the entire show at Pitt. Right. Like right, they, right. they featured him when Pickett was like he was the number one option every time. I don't know if that was yeah, the yeah. case at USC. But he made, he made a bunch of money already. So because of the NIL stuff. So mm-hmm. I have questions about this receiver class. I don't love it at all. It's not like it's not as deep, even as last year's. And last year's wasn't great. Right. Um, it was fine. I mean, they're you know, they're, as it turned out, those guys could all a lot of them can play. Um, we may be, 
I mean, I don't we're sitting George, here next year uh, at this time. We may be singing a different tune about these guys. I don't know. Quite possibly, but I also don't see a day two George Pickens that I'm excited about. And there was five of those last year. It That's the problem. Yeah. That's the yeah. problem when people start talking about, you know, well, the Steelers should just wait until day, you know, late in day two or early day three to take another wide receiver. Now, I trust them to identify a guy. Sure. But I don't know that there's as many guys in this draft class that you look at and go, oh, okay, that, that's, a, you know, you just draft him in the third round and you're happy. Right, because he's going to go in the second. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> teams need wide receivers because they don't yeah. want to pay him $19 million. This next position has me all bubbly, though. Tight end. Yeah, they're good. So he's got Michael Mayer, number one, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, two, Darnell Washington out of Georgia is three, Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State is four, and Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State is five. Yeah. And there's, there's also there, South Dakota State and North Dakota State have two intriguing mid round tight ends. They do. They do. I mean, this is a much bigger conversation. But I would like to set the offseason up from a Steeler perspective to get one of the top 10 tight ends. I mean, Sam Laporta from Iowa is a good player. It's just how many teams are going to be in the tight end market? Probably 20 out of 32. And who, and who are actually going to pull the trigger on a guy in a deep class? Half of those. If you could set yourself up at some point to add one of these intriguing tight ends, I was watching Schoonmaker from Michigan the other day. He yeah. looks like a all day long. I mean, like, I'd like to add one of these in a deep class. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I've, you know, I was looking up, uh, if you look at uh, the comp for Tucker Craft here on NFL.com, mm-hmm. it's Pat Firemuth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> he's a combo tight end. There, there are some of those guys available in this draft. Darnell Washington is a combo, like, you could take that guy and you know he could he could be your inline blocker. He can, you know, he can run down the field, all that kind of stuff. Oh, there, yeah. There aren't just guys who are just, you know, big wide receivers here. No, but if that's what you're after too, great. I don't think the yeah. Steelers would be in that market, but I think they'd be in a inline wide market, you know. His offensive tackles. Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State, Pete Skaronsky out of Northwestern, Broderick Jones out of Georgia, Darnell Wright out of Tennessee, and then Cody Motch out of North Dakota state. That's a fair group. And I also think like most years in the Steelers neighborhood, 17 to 50 ish. I don't think you're reaching too much on the tackles. That'll be there. You know, right. You know, a couple of those other guys that we didn't mention. You know, if you look at this, so Paris Johnson and Skaronsky are considered and Jones are the, are the quote unquote first round guys. Mm Mm-hmm. But none of them are necessarily top ten picks. No, they're not penny sore. You know. Yeah, they might go in the top ten because of need for somebody. But I don't know if you're looking at, you know, overall talent. You look at that guy and go, "Oh, he's a t- he's one of the top ten guys." Right. That being said, I don't think Johnson or Skaronsky have hardly any chance of getting to seventeen. Yeah, I don't see it either. Yeah, I don't know that Jones makes it that far. I think that's a fifty-fifty at best. Yeah. And again, I don't know that that's necessarily the direction the Steelers want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, at guard, into or just interior offensive linemen as they break it down, or Bucky breaks it down. He has Osiris Torrance, number one. 
John Michael Schmitz, number two. Luke Wilper, the uh, out of Ohio State, three. Steve Avila, out of TCU, uh, four. And then Andrew Voorhees, out of USC, five. Top four are pretty strong. And he didn't mention the Wisconsin kid who I haven't done a lot of Tipman, research. Tipman, yeah, Joe Tipman. Yeah, a lot of people. Really say. athletic. Yeah, longer. Yeah, isn't he like a 6'4", six, 6'5", six, type of dude, too? I think he's like 6'6". Six, six. Is he that tall? I yeah. That high, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the, the, I like this group. Um, I don't know that there's – like, he has Torrance as number one. Mm-hmm. He's not like David he, – he's not David DeCastro. Or there's uh, nobody, none of these guys that you'd look at and say, well, you take him with the 17th pick. Like I give Torrance a 70% chance to be a round one player. Yeah. Now, if somebody looks at Pete Skaronsky and say, well, his arms, and this is what we'll find out next week at the, at the combine. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got 32 inch arms. Well, then he's probably not going to make it a tackle in the NFL. But he'd probably be my top guard. But he'd be the top guard. And then mm-hmm. maybe you're, then you're looking at a guy who's a, Top, you know, somewhere after 12, probably. Probably. A team that has several holes, maybe you start him at left tackle and with the. Or you play him at center or wherever you right. want to play him. Right, 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 right. Because he's, he's that kind of talent. I, I just don't, I don't see Torrance as being that guy. No. He's more of a mauler, you know. Right. And he's a pure guard. Right. That's the other point thing. Like, right. it's not like, you, oh, we could play him at right tackle at a pinch. Uh-uh. No. There's two spots on what he can play. Yeah. Uh, edge guys. He's got Will Anderson, number one, Tyree Wilson, two, Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa, three, Keon White out of Georgia Tech, four, and then Miles Murphy, five. Okay. Again, this is a really good class, too. There's a lot of names on here that are or not on here that are high quality. Yeah, players. I think this one after the combine could change. Yep. It, Corner and edge, I think, are the ones that are going to be clearer after the combine. Yeah, because somebody's going to go out there and blow the combine up. Oh, it could be. maybe it's Keon White. You know, yeah. I like the kid out of Auburn. Uh, you know, right. you know, he could go out and run a four-five. Um, yeah. You know, he's bendy. Uh, so there, there's some definite changes that can happen there. Yeah. Uh, defensive tackle. Just knowing how the combines worked lately, though. There's going to be more than one. There's going to be eight of them of those edge dudes. Yeah, the Velociraptors. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive tackle, Jalen Carter, obviously number one. Brian Brisey, number two. Big combine for him, but some of that's going to be huge. huge. Yeah, yeah. Siaki Ika at a Baylor three. Keanu Benton four. Maisie Smith five. Maybe Smith's going to tease everyone like crazy next week. Oh, he could be a guy all of a sudden. Oh, well, maybe he sneaks into the first round. Yeah, yeah. He'll go out there and, you know, athletically tear up the combine. Uh, I, I didn't make many plays. Doesn't make not many. Doesn't make any plays. Any. <laughs> and everyone will use the Rashawn Gary thing. And that's the best thing Mozzie Smith has going for him because Rashawn Gary was exactly the same. Top recruit in the country, insane tester. Didn't make a play at Michigan, and now he's really good. Yeah. Yeah, Breesy's going to be the guy, um, again, still young, redshirt sophomore. Uh, had the medical issues. I don't know. Obviously, you know, the, the ACL was two years ago. Um, last year it was a, a kidney issue. Are these things that are going to, to kill him in the long term? Because, again, you turn on tape from his freshman year, and he was dominant. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Man, there's a lot there. Maybe not to the level of Jalen Carter, but he was no. pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. He's going to be – I think you and I will probably agree on it sooner than later. Breezy at 17. You know, right yeah. now I kind of avoid that conversation. Well, <laughs> so again, because you don't know the medicals. But if, right, if you right, start right. hearing stuff at the combine, well, he checked out good. His interviews mm-hmm. were all – you know, like I, I, I – He I might think be the one to the podium guy at 17. He might go into top 10. Because <laughs> the rest of this group's okay, but like yeah. – the best version of him is a first rounder all day long, you know, and there's not much competition for him for that number two spot. Yeah. Right. Uh, linebackers. This is a group that you see some differing opinions on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has Drew Saunders, number Drew Sanders, number one, Trenton Simpson from Clemson two, Jack Campbell from Iowa three, Henry Tutu uh, from Alabama four, and then Noah Sewell from Oregon, number five. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think the top two kind of stand alone, although Sanders is bigger than Simpson, but they both are going to test well, look pretty, you know, Sanders transferred from Bama, Simpson was at Clemson. Jack Campbell, to me, though, is a really good player. Like, yeah, A2 Steeler pick, I m- might be into that. Yeah, he's he's intriguing for those that don't know much about jack campbell uh you're looking at a guy who's six four six five um he's listed here on on the nfl.com website six five two forty six curious what he is next week but but can move and and runs and yeah long arms and you know yeah team captain type oh yeah 100 percent big time playmaker um be a real nerd here it's 6'5", 245-ish. I'm real interested to see what his shuttle time is. Shuttle time is really important for me for linebackers. Change of directions, you know, put your foot in the ground the other way. Yeah. If he struggles in the shuttle, I'm going to have – that will be a red flag for me. Yeah. Cornerbacks. Now, this is one that a lot of uh, Steeler fans are obviously looking at here. Um, he has Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, number one. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, number two. So, no, folks, it wasn't just, well, hey, his, his dad played for the Steelers, so you – Right. You just put him in at 17. I don't know if he makes it to 17. He has Christian Gonzalez three. I don't think he makes the 17. Yeah. He has Cam Smith from South Carolina four, then Kaylee Ringo from Georgia at five. And I think pretty much the top three are the top three on everybody's list in whatever I've, order. Yeah. Then you see some differing opinions on four and five. Oh, yeah. And then all the way down to. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, right. yeah. the, you so, got the Maryland kid, you got the, the Miami kid, Stevenson, you got, I mean, there's just a bunch of guys there. The, the kid from Mississippi state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wonder when it comes to crunch time and we've made our final boards, if any of those top three, whether it's been Porter Gonzalez is there, do you just run it up at 17? And unless Breesy's there, <laughs> then maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. you change your mind. Yep. And there's a guy on the next list down, the safety list. Oh, I know that you love. That might change my mind, too. Like, if it comes down to would I rather have the fourth best cornerback in this group or would I rather have his number one safety, Brian Branch, I might take Branch. Oh, I think I would. I mean. Because the cornerback position is deep enough. Is there is the difference yeah. between the number four cornerback and the number, let's say, 10 cornerback? 
enough to make me pass on the number one safety. I might even take it a step further, and that's where I was going with those top three corners, is I don't know that there's any other corner I'd take at 17 right now, considering the depth of the class. I know I'm not going to get shut out. A true corner at 17 might have to be Porter, Spoon, or Gonzalez. And if it's not one of those three, I just pass. Branch, Breesy, trade down, tackle, you know, whatever, I mean, there'll be something you like. Yeah, right. I mean, obviously, you're there's there's a lot of 16 guys are going to go ahead of you. If three mm-hmm. of them are cornerbacks and at least three of them are quarterbacks, four quarterbacks maybe right. four. Yeah. Well, that gets you to seven picks already. There's three edge rushers. Definitely a receiver will go, Carter will go. Yeah. Yeah. That, then you start, it becomes a numbers game, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I can take a corner at 17 on February 21st. That's it's just any there. corner. Yeah. 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 That, that has to be one of those three right now. Because the, th- the beauty of, and we'll go through a safety position here for Bucky, Brian Branch, number one, Antonio Johnson from Texas AM, two, Jair Brown from Penn State, three, Jamie Robinson uh, from Florida State, four, and then Jordan Battle from uh, Alabama, five. The beauty of, of Branch is he can play the slot. Right. And at that point, you're either going to have Sutton or Rockyasin or – I mean, there'll be some corner signed that's not currently. Yeah, I'm not on the Rockyasin bandwagon. Uh, but I, I would like to keep Sutton. Don't get me wrong. I was thinking yeah. of similar-priced corners that can play outside. But Branch could even potentially do that. I don't know about that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got that potential. Like, like Minkin like, done that coming out of Bama, but then you're not – that's not what you want Minkin to do. Right. It's all, I'm, I'm not saying it's ideal. Right, right, right. But if you're just putting your best, you know, your best five on the field, you know, mm-hmm. passing downs, then maybe that's it. Um, yeah. It just – I just think a guy like that gives you so many possibilities. Right. When no, you break the you. When you break the huddle, who's going where? If you're the quarterback, because you go, okay, I got to, I got to identify and make a Fitzpatrick. Where's he at? Oh, wait a Mm -hmm. second. (laughs) You know, it's just, I I think, you know, you talk about positionless football. um, That guy allows you to continue to play positionless football. Yeah. Because he's, and he's good. I would definitely consider him at 17. And that's a short list for me right now. Yeah. Who would you take at 17? on February 21st. Well, Branch is on that list, and I've got maybe eight names. And I'm not talking about, you know, uh, Jalen Carter. I mean, Yeah, we're not talking quarterbacks and that kind of stuff. Right. Three corners, Branch, Breesy, you know, tack or two. Yeah, so that is uh, Bucky Brooks' initial top five rankings. Those will change, as I said, after the combine. Some some things will uh, come out of that a little differently. Oh, yeah. Um some guys will test well. And when, when changes happen at the combine, Matt, it's not necessarily somebody ran well or did this well. Maybe they interviewed really well, better mm-hmm. than anybody expected. Um, for a guy like Breesy, the medicals checked out. Right. Right. For another guy, um, let's say let's use, for example, the Mississippi State cornerback. Um Is that Forbes or Banks. I always get those two. Forbes. 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 Well, he's listed at 180 pounds. Right. He's a little, he's a little thin. Yeah. So let's say he comes to the combine and he's one eighty eight. Yeah, but he still runs, you know, a four four five forty with his That's ball skills. 
as long as he doesn't do that trick of show up at 190 and then at your pro day show up at 175 and run a four two. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think you know he if he you know he again he's gonna run at the combine. Yeah, and he goes out and runs a four four five at 188 pounds. You're gonna be like, oh, okay, he's fine. He can hold the weight and right, right. yeah. And that's why they trot him out there in their underwear too. As people look at the body types, and be like, this guy is just trying to put on weight. He doesn't hold it naturally. You know. Yeah. You always use the farrier reference. You know, like he's not naturally two forty. Yeah, um, and guys play at different weights, and that's yeah. that's fine. Um, you know, as you get older, you can use your head a little bit to play. Um, you know, at lighter weights because you don't need to be as heavy as you used to be. Um, and us people probably look more into it than we should too. I mean, because hey, I've been playing at 180 my whole life. I know how to do it. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. But again, it alleviates some of those concerns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like my, my guess is, is you know, Bryce Young comes to the combine. Bryce Young's not going to run at the combine. No, but he's going to be heavy because he's going to be heavy. Bryce Young is right now. Bryce Young is eating two pizzas a day. <laughs> and the height obviously won't change, but it'll be good to have a verified height. Because there were concerns that he played in the 170s at Alabama. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. And I don't think you were saying testing stuff doesn't matter or, or stocks can't rise or fall, you know, with a- athletic testing. But right. interviews, especially medical, are the most important. Without and a doubt. I mean, that's what the combine was created for. Yeah. And there's definitely value to what I call assembly line scouting. Like, I can watch every running back do the same drill over and over and over. Right. You can be like, well, that one's way worse at it than everybody else. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're doing the same drill one yeah. after another. If this guy, well, man, he can't catch a football. <laughs> okay. <A big laughs> everybody else I, did, you know? Yeah. Big thing I do with the combine for all drills, for all height, weights, arm lengths, who are the outliers? Like who's in the top or bottom 15%? And can X player overcome that deficiency or use that strength as much as they should? The guys in the middle or the guys in the middle, you know? Right, right. You can subscribe now to The Drive. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcast. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more right after this. <laughs> 